and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture, and we can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Double episode this week, how exciting. This is your second and last one of this double trouble. We are all caught up and it's actually coming out on the Thursday, so we're very much back on schedule. And that certainly makes me feel better about it at least, but I do hope you enjoyed our little double trouble this week. But this Thursday, we are heading back over to Slavic regions of Europe and looking at a godlike figure, which if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that I'm always a bit hesitant to cover. However, for this one, it's dubious enough with its godly status to kind of feel like it's open to discussion as a myth monster. So we're going to run with it. Yes, we are looking at the wonderful Leshy this week. The Leshy is a tree and forest god from Slavic mythology, whose primary objective is to protect the forest and everything within it, including animals, plant life, and even swamps. They end up being considered the ruler and guardian of this forest, and the people living around the trees know to pay respect to the woods and give respect to the Leshy. They will generally look like a very tall old man, with green tangly hair filled with twigs and mud from the forest floor. They have bark-like blue skin that matches the colour of their blood, and are said to have stars for eyes. It is sometimes mentioned that they have a deer skull for a head, much like the Wendigo, cloven hooves and tree-like arms to kind of give him a more spooky look. But this is very much debated. These two representations are what we've got. I prefer the first, and it's seen more within modern media and within art around the time for their basic description. But of course, it's always open to debate. They are always male though, and always have no eyebrows, eyelashes, and no right ear, and their heads are somewhat pointy and conical. What we 100% do know is that actually, his looks don't really matter, as his shape can be whatever he wants, as they are known to be shapeshifters. This is their main power, and they are able to change to anything that lives within their forest, but usually it's more the predatory things like bears or wolves, but they can also transform into people. They are said to be able to make themselves the size of a giant, but then also the size of a blade of grass. This is the kind of crazy scale we're working with here. You can usually hear them rather than see them, as they sing and whistle their way through the forest, and it's said that if you whistle yourself, you're attracting Leshy for disrespecting his song. We'll kind of get onto the punishment side of this later. But Leshy live with their families of other Leshy, but they are always male, so how do they get their female counterparts? These are said to be human women who are either cursed or exiled from the human community and are called Leshachika. They can have children too, which are called Lashonki, which is probably not how it's pronounced, but that's what it looks like. But they are also known to abduct children from humans who have not been baptised or have gotten lost within their woods. So they are known for kind of kidnapping as well, which isn't ideal. They live in enormous palaces, 
filled with both flora and fauna, and spend the whole winter in hibernation with the animals of the forest. In the summer, they roam the forest tricking humans, and then in fall, they tend to try and scare everyone off from the forest, generally being more aggressive before settling in for the winter again. Obviously, you can see the defensive mechanism before they go to sleep for a couple of months is totally warranted. Now, I kind of mentioned it there, but whilst their main power of shapeshifting and the guardianship of their forest are their most prevalent powers, they are also known as immense tricksters. They are known for leading people astray when they venture into the woods, getting them horrendously lost so that they die of starvation or exposure eventually. But they also love a drink of vodka in nearby taverns whilst disguised as humans and playing card games and gambling. And whilst they do have this fun side to them, unfortunately more maliciously in the summer, it is not uncommon for women to be raped by Leshy. So they are definitely a mix of kind of good and bad creatures here. Definitely more of a neutral party to humans, but can be both good and bad to them. But it's said if you are kind to Leshy, you are rewarded with gifts such as guidance within quests, cattle or gold. You can also make packs with them if you're a farmer for a good harvest or to protect your livestock from predators. And people will still leave offerings to them now if they live nearby, showing their hospitality with bread and salt, which were items which were obviously scarce back in the day. Not as much now. On the other hand though, if you do manage to annoy them, you can get them away from you by making one laugh. That is their main prerogative. You can do this by taking off your clothes and putting them back on backwards, or putting your shoes on the wrong feet. Or you can very much do the traditional scare away the spirits thing and pray them away or throw salt in a fire. You know, normal witchy stuff. But let's move on to etymology. The word leshy actually comes from the Russian word leshy, meaning goblin. However, because this is a Slavic monster, there are so many different names and translations. The usual one we see is Borovoy in Russian, meaning he of the forest, but there is also Gavoy, Leshak, Lesnik, Lesovik, Lesovoy, or Lesun, for example, all meaning around the same thing, all to do with being this forest man or forest goblin. For this monster's history, there's not really much to find, I'm afraid. We don't have any particular dates that it was around. However, what we do know is that this creature was created during the pagan prevalent times throughout this region in the world, which officially was started in 980 CE and ended around 1530. So we have a pretty wide berth for when this creature was working its way into Slavic mythology. The Leshy was most likely inspired by the Slavic god Velez, the god of the earth, forests, water, underworld, magic and trickery, which does make sense if you think about all of the things that Leshy does and what they stand for, but there is nothing in particular linking the two, it's just thought that maybe this god was an inspiration for this monster within the regions they both existed. The Christians had their own idea of what the Leshy is and what the forest spirits could be, there were actually two explanations. One was that they were fallen angels who made their homes in the woods but kept their holy powers. The other was that they were either the children of Adam and Eve just after the banishment from Eden, forced to live in the wilderness with almost Nephilim-like powers, or 
that they were the result of the devil and a witch coming together and creating something evil and malicious to be hid away within the woods. Beyond anything with ancient pagan mythology and Christianization, though, Leshy were and still are blamed for anything wrong with the forests and animals that live within them. Due to just the lack of understanding of animal migration, I suppose, such as the actual real-life Great Squirrel Migration of 1968, yes, that is a real thing, you can look it up, which was a mass migration of squirrels from the Ural Mountains across Europe. The Slavs of the time believed that this was the work of the Leshy, betting away territory in a gambling match and all the animals that live within this land. However, it was found that this was probably due to a food shortage in the mountains in more modern times. This was only in the 60s, it was not long ago. Probably the most reasonable historical justification is that the pagans of Europe, driven out of regions by Christianity across the continent, spread the story of this monster from country to country, explaining why it has such a hold on the whole Slavic region of Europe, which was passed on through generations to respect the forest and its keeper. And of course, that does make sense within pagan values and the worshipping of nature, and teaching their culture to respect the keeper of that nature must have been very intense, and I'm certainly glad it was passed on and is still believed within these places in the world. Now, on to modern media. We've not got much specifically, unfortunately, so most of these are where you can find either forest spirits or forest lords and kings within modern media instead to kind of get a feel for the leshy within films and TV now. For art, though, we do have a few bits around painting-wise, such as Leshy from 1906 with no known artist, but this is probably the most prevalent and known art of them. It's very, very good. Highly recommend looking at it. Then there's Neva by Ivan Yishakovich from 1904, but then I'd always have a look at more modern adaptations for some really cool Witcher-style art by independent artists. There's some really cool stuff out there for this monster. In movies, we have Avatar, Epic, Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, My Neighbour Totoro, Princess Mononoke, and The Secret of Kells. For TV, we have The Witcher for the actual Leshy, then Power Rangers Turbo, Robin of Sherwood, Hercules The Legendary Journeys, and Power Rangers Wild Force for more Forest Lords. In video games, we have ones such as Inscription, Cult of the Lamb, Leshy, The Witcher 3, and Pathfinder for the actual Leshy specifically. So there are quite a few here. But for more Forest Kings, you've got Dragon Age Origins, Fate Slash Grand Order, Etrian Odyssey 1, Love of Magic, The Pathless, Shin Megami Tensei, Elder Scrolls, Smite, Valheim, Warcraft 3, World of Warcraft, Gigantic, and Netherwinter Nights. And my book recommendation this week is Slavic Mythology, Gods, Goddesses, and Mythical Creatures by Aruna Mapalakamaj for a great summary of all things Slavic mythology, but for something a little bit more bite-sized about the monsters, check out Slavic Mythological Creatures, Demons, Spirits and Creatures in Slavic Folktales by Trident Books, who have loads of books actually about little summaries of all the monsters within this folklore, but they actually cover loads of different folklores in bite-sized books, so I recommend having a look at those too. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? With forest monsters as well as water monsters, 
I am never entirely sure if I can say a definitive yes or no, because we just don't know what's out there or what is buried deep within the foliage of these types of forests. There are still weird things that are unexplained to this day within woodland. I mean, look at the Appalachia kind of region. And people do still fear witchcraft, paganism, and anything that looks particularly occultish. So that definitely falls into this bracket. What I do really like in this monster is that it's encouraged modern day Slavs to respect their forests and the culture that has birthed that notion into. As Slavic folklore is still really upheld and embraced within most Slavic countries to this day, which I really love. I actually spoke to one of my Ukrainian colleagues about this. I will note that they live in the US, they are not in the Ukraine at the moment, so I did not disturb them in an active war zone to ask about this. But she said that it's still something that the Ukrainians are taught and remember and embrace about their historic culture, which I really love. She'd actually heard of the Leshy, but not gone into it massively at school, but she had studied other Ukrainian Slavic monsters, so I think that's an amazing, amazing thing, and I'm very all on board with that. I wish the English curriculum taught us about mythic monsters and folklore within our mythology. That would be great. But alas, they just want to make us do more maths, apparently. Anyway, what do you think? Did the Leshy roam the forests of Eastern Europe? I'd love to know what you think, so please let me know on the Twitter. But it's quite odd to cover a very kind of neutral monster, honestly. And of course, it has its very goods and its very bads. It's quite an extremist type of monster when it comes to interacting with humans. But it's generally not one that's bothered by our existence and kind of interacts with us when it does. I don't think we've ever covered something like this. So it is quite interesting. And I'm sure we've got many more in the catalogue that are very similar to this monster. So bring on those, I suppose. Next week, we are staying in Europe but we're heading over to the west in Portugal and Spain for the first time and we are looking at a terrifying boogeyman figure, El Coco. Make sure your children are behaving and going to bed on time this Thursday to avoid this evil spirit grabbing you and eating you up into nothingness. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast, and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. All of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk, and you can find us on Good Pods, Buy Me a Coffee, and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky, and I'll see you later, babes.